do 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 it has, well, six. Not even six. The Super Bowl was in, like, February 2nd. That wasn't the last time we did... Uh, oh, okay, I'm including basketball as the same yes. as football in this. <laughs> yes, yes. NBA minute. The yeah, minute no. is back. <laughs> Correct. The sports ball minute that no one cares about. Although, I did have somebody on the comments the other day. What did he say? He was like, I'm a Russian fan, and it was on a Brood War video. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, it's nice to know that you, well, literally it says, it's nice that you know and love basketball. And I responded, it's a beautiful game. And he said, in my whole life, I hadn't met a person who likes both StarCraft and basketball. Greetings from Russia. Love your videos. He was so happy to find someone <laughs> who had those shared loves. Because I don't, I, I think he's right. I don't think the crossover from sports ball and esports is that big and all-encompassing. Yeah, the Venn diagram it does not lap over much. Not much. It's a very narrow sliver of NBA NFL fans who also love the eSport, which we've talked about, and ESPN is still putting up highlights from their N- N- uh, <laughs> what the NBA 2K like tournament that they're doing, and just the comments are just filled with, what is this garbage? <laughs> we don't care about your video games. It's amazing. One day they might. Uh, maybe. Maybe they're kids. I think it's a generational thing for a lot of people. I don't know. A lot of people just don't like changing their ways. My... Brother works at a bank. Change. It's unpopular. It's unpopular. People don't like change. Yeah, I guess just change the way they do things. Like my brother works at a bank and he says all day, every day, he gets old people coming in to get a cashier's check to pay their rent. And he's like, and on the paper from their rental organization, it says you can pay online here at this website. And he points Mm -hmm. this out and says, look, 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 look. You can just go to this website and give them your debit card number or your check number even sometimes, and this will be fine. But no, nope. They like the process of going to the bank, getting mm-hmm. a check made out, and then mailing it to their rental company. Uh-huh. <sighs> That's all. People just don't trust that newfangled technology. No. Old people especially. It's like, yeah, like the, they're all 40 and 50, and it's just what they've known. It's what they've been doing since they were young, and... That's how they want to keep doing it. So one day they'll die, I think is how this works. <laughs> I mean, what else are you supposed to do on a Tuesday afternoon if not go to the bank and wait in line? <laughs> I mean, if you're retired, maybe it's a good way to like chit chat with people. <laughs> sure. Uh, I guess through the lens of someone who's retired and really bored with life and really kind of missing the sociality of work, it would make sense that, yes, thank goodness, it's rent day. I get to go to the bank and make small talk with the cashier. Because they're paid to talk to me. Exactly. <laughs> Same reason they go to the supermarket and wait at a regular person checkout line instead of using pickup or using the self-checkout because they want to talk mm-hmm. to a person. Yeah. Yeah. So through that lens, I can't I can't get too angry at them. Human interaction is important. Is it though? That, that said, go to the community center. You have one of those, right? Yo, you do not get to talk about going to the community center. I was just I was just noticing how our opinions have totally flipped on this. I'm the one who's like, we gotta talk to people, and you're like, meh, it's talking to people. Is that really that okay? <laughs> you're role-playing me in Stardew Valley. It's amazing. And you're role-playing me. That's weird. Stardew's doing some weird stuff to us. Sure is. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, if you're not seeing the Stardew playthrough playthroughs, you can if you're a one dollar patron on either the podcast. Or the YouTube channel. It's been exciting. There were mistakes made in the most recent episode. <laughs> mistakes have been made. Mistakes. That's all we need to say. Yep. No more detail about that. You'll have to watch. <clears throat> it's not embarrassing at all. Nope, we just don't want to spoil it. No. No, no, no. So, speaking of the video games, have you heard about the Spider-Man controversy? <laughs> Why did you say it so weird? I don't know. Because I was trying to say it the right way, but I said it wrong. <laughs> controversy. And yeah, you said Spider-Man said. weird as well. You said what? like, <laughs> right? You you fumbled the word. You also said Spider-Man weird because you called him Spider-Man. Well, yeah, that's another. You can also call him Spooderman if you want. No, no, he's <laughs> Spider-Man. He didn't get bit by a spooder. Well, there's a there's an alternate reality of him where he did get bit by a spooder, and he's Spooderman. Google it. You'll no. find Spooderman. Don't worry about it. Is this like Sanic the Hedgehog? <laughs> yes, it's very much like Sanic. <sighs> Awful, awful memes. It is. 
but Spider-Man, Spider-Man makes me laugh. The Spider-Man controversy. Controversy. All right, so here I'm going to send you a link. It will explain the thing. I mean, I I, I haven't already know what it is. Oh, good. You acted like you didn't. <laughs> At no point were you like, yeah, that thing. You were just like, uh, no, you said uh, Spider-Man wrong. Well, that's that to me was the important part. You started the first thing you said, which was Spider-Man, right? Yes. Uh huh. And then you get to the controversy. Correct. Yes. Contro- Did is... I say that controversy? Con- you're saying it like controversy, not controversy. Controversy. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. But there is an R in the middle of that word. <laughs> oh, Australian, right? Controversy. Trov. Trov. Controversy. The American way to say it is controversy. Yes. I think now I'm all confused. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's get back to the Spider Man. So bottom line, they showed a screenshot of the Spider-Man at E3 or wherever it was initially. Mm-hmm. And it it was nice. Like, it's just Spider-Man hanging off a wall looking at some henchmen. And there's just random puddles on the ground. And the reflections off his suit look nice. And it was like, okay, visually this game looks very appealing. And based on the gameplay stuff they've shown, it's also pretty appealing on a I like being able to beat people up in creative ways aspect. So it was shaping up to be one of the biggest launch titles for PlayStation 4. Launch and titles? Sorry, not launch title. Biggest uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive. That's what I meant to say. There you are. Yeah. And then they put something on... I don't know where it showed up. Was it on Twitter? Mm-hmm. I don't know where they released it. Is the game out? No. It's coming out uh, this month, though. Like the 22nd. Okay. Also known as the 21st for you. Yeah. And so they put out a thing. And basically the puddles are gone. The reflection looks different. Spider-Man's suit looks less real it looks um what's the word duller flatter right Mm. like the colors are kind of muted compared to before yeah yeah and so it just looks like they took a step back on the graphics and so Mm -hmm. i've i don't know i've seen a lot of pushback on this there's a lot of people saying you know gamers getting upset about this is the dumbest thing of all time which maybe it is (laughs) and maybe it is but i just i am tired of gaming companies showing us stuff that they can't deliver at these conferences like here's the thing it looks amazing we're running this on hardware that the playstation 4 cannot do which i think is what happened here i think from what i've been able to read i'm trying to find some sources on this right now but bottom line what they showed at e3 it was running on the very 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 latest nvidia stuff like there's a new technology that nvidia has that allows for light refraction just in Mm -hmm. a more realistic way real-time ray tracing for those that's the one Ray tracing. Thank you. This is why we do a dual podcast. So you can step up and knock that one out of the park for me. Uh-huh. All right, a baseball analogy. And you can step up and capture I, I know I know what <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway. Uh so yeah. So that was my understanding is that they showed it on super high tech ray tracing technology, which the PlayStation 4 doesn't have. It's possible that they did that. Yeah. And so now they're like well, we're closer to the launch. We should probably show the people what it actually looks like on a PlayStation 4. And they did. And everybody was like, mm, mm, I don't know about this. Looking at the like the A3 version, I, that wouldn't surprise me if that was PlayStation 4. Mm, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, because God of War looks way better <laughs> than that Spider-Man game. Yeah. And that's, that's something people have said before is that the only game that's really stood up to the hype or surpassed it graphically based on when it was announced is God of War mm, for whatever reason. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they didn't downscale it or downgrade it anyway just to make, make sure they hit like 60 frames per second or just to even give it some like buffer to work with just in case. Right. right. There, it, it, just because the, the PlayStation can't do... Uh, ray tracing well real time ray tracing it can do ray tracing mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's not why they downgrade it if you know what I mean kind of it's like the PlayStation could do this but it might not be able to maintain 60 but they wanted to maintain 60 frames per second so they downgraded it it's not necessarily the way it's trying to simulate light that's the reason they downgraded it right 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 I get what you're saying it's for the yeah. all important 60 FPS because by golly, if you don't release your game and it runs at FPS or 60 FPS on a console, you will hear about it. I mean, I mean, most games on consoles don't run at 60. Right. Um, I mean, isn't they it, should. They should. Have we talked about this? There's the whole argument that the human brain can really only process 30. That's most absolutely of the time. not true. Okay. That's absolutely not true. The eye, the the frame, the the eye does not see in frame rates. Right. It can't like you can extrapolate numbers. 
But the thing is, it varies depending on where you're focusing. So you're seeing different frame rates all the time with your eyes. Right. So people can see 30 frames per second, and they can see the difference between 60. It's just, what's the way to put it? Some people can't. Some people don't notice the difference. Not everyone, but a lot of people can. Okay, and that's the question. That's yes. really the thing. Is Not everyone can do it, so we'll just claim that um, it's not no possible can. for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so me and my housemate, we can both see the refresh rate on lights. It's not all of them, like not the backlight from my monitor, but... If I'm somewhere where there's a light and it's a kind of like low quality light or maybe it's old and some new lights, I can literally see the flicker between the electrical pulse going through. Sure. Like an incandescent bulb or a fluorescent. Mm. Is there a difference between those? Uh, fluorescents are usually much brighter because, I don't know, maybe it's the only fluorescent light that I really see is in the bathroom at work and I try not to open my eyes in there. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty gross. Uh. <laughs> Okay, I've got this amazing mental image of you fiercely closing your eyes as you try to do your business in there every day and just missing horribly. Samacron <laughs> no, pee all over no, the floor. No, 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 no. I get... No. <laughs> <laughs> eyes are open going in, then they close, and then they open as I leave, right? Okay, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't disprove my theory that you're peeing all over the floor. I'm not peeing all over the floor. Right, I'm probably the only. I'm probably the only person in the job, like who isn't, judging by the amount that's there. And your eyes are closed. They must be real bad at this. No, no, no. the eyes closed isn't so I don't see anything. I don't go in there fumbling, it's so I don't have to look at it while I'm doing my thing. Oh, all right. Mm. The, okay, so your urinals uh, are sometimes big metal troughs. Do you guys have those like that? Uh, in some places, mostly sports stadiums, but not like at workplaces. Right. Okay, so at work we have one of those. It was uh -huh. clogged, right? Gross. Something had Something had jammed in the pipe, and people were using it anyway to the point where it was still filling. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? There's two toilets literally next to it. Just use one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I have no answer for you there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Gross. Dark days. Dark days. Dark, dark days. So anyway, the point being, you don't actually check to see if you can see the refresh rate on the fluorescent light at the bathroom at work. No, not there. And I don't think I can see that one anyway. But there are lights where I can like, okay, I can see it flickering because it's refreshing that fast. Well, that's slowly, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, the point is the screenshot makes it look worse than what mm -hmm. we were promised previously and people didn't like that and i don't know i mean i don't think it'll hurt sales i think i don't know oh, no. i really feel like what generates sales is that first month or so of people playing it and either raving about it or saying it was forgettable yeah i mean i these days i don't think marketing really has a lot to do with it i don't think i don't know i don't think hype has a lot to do with it i think things can be hyped but if it sucks when it hits the ground it's not going to do well. Well, hype pre-launch is what gives it that initial boost, right? It gets a lot of people to stream it and a lot of people to review it. Well, okay, most games are going to get reviewed regardless because that's reviewers' jobs and they're all, like, as many articles as they can get, the more clicks they get. Yeah. So all games are basically going to be reviewed until the end of time. Like, that's no worry. Uh, right. Getting a good review is a different story. Is it? I really, I don't trust official game reviewers. I think everybody's on the take. Uh, yeah, probably. So that's why I say, I don't, I don't think, because there have been games out there that have gotten good reviews and garbage word of mouth and they don't sell. Yeah, but there are games that get good reviews, garbage word of mouth and do sell. Right, look what? at Call of Duty every year. The game is the same thing every time. Well, same thing with FIFA. It's not that it's garbage, but it's just the same thing. People know what they like. I don't know. What do you want with me? It's not that it's garbage. It's just people are buying the same thing over and over. That's a different argument. FIFA, I couldn't debate because it's a sports game and I'd never play it willingly. Um, <laughs> I, okay, that's not true. I have played FIFA willingly. It came When I bought a place, uh, an Xbox One on launch, it came with FIFA. and It was the only game I had for about a, half an hour. Um <laughs> That was a good, good, good conclusion to that story. I thought it was going to be like a week, and it was like 30 minutes. Continue. No, no. Because I was like, all right, might as well try this, and then put in a game I actually liked. Sure. But my friend has made me play it occasionally, and all I did was slide tackle him the entire time. <laughs> like, every every time he got the ball, i just run up a guy next to him, tackle. Just draw yellow but, cards and red cards the whole time. Pretty much. 
Sweet. But so I, I couldn't complain about that. But Call of Duty each year is the same thing. And it's not like technically it's fine. It's like if this is what you like, then that's fine. And it looks fine and it generally runs okay. But I don't think it has interesting gameplay mechanics. There's nothing there that says fun. Story is not great and usually on the back burner. The game modes are the exact same that I've played to death a thousand times. Correct. So Infinite Warfare, right? That's a game, yes. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, where they really mixed it up. And the Call of Duty fans went bonkers. They said, Mm -hmm. what is this? This is not the game that I love. This is not the game that I want to buy for the eighth time. You changed things. And it's the most downvoted YouTube video of gaming history, I think. Yeah, I mean, the the trailer, people did not like the trailer, which is unfortunate because the, I thought the trailer was pretty good. That's, like, I actually liked the mixed up COD because it was different. It was a standard first-person shooter that let me jump around, and the only thing that ever did that beforehand was Titanfall, which yes. was made with ex-Infinity War devs who made Infinite War. <laughs> it's very jumpy, yes. Yeah, gave you options other than walk and sprint (laughs) right well so wikipedia says that infinite warfare um was the best-selling game in the u.s in november 2016 Mm -hmm. but activision then did report in february of the following year that the game missed their sales expectations one of the reasons cited being the game didn't resonate with fans so basically they took a chance said maybe fans don't really want the same game over and over and over and then the fans are like, screw you, we want the same game over and over and over. And I guarantee the next one's going to be the same thing. Okay, well, Infinite Warfare wasn't even the most recent Call of Duty, so please try and keep up. What? Um, <laughs> it's only 2018. What is going on? Infinite Warfare came out in 2017? No, I'm seeing November 4th, 2016. 2016. Okay, so Call of Duty World War II came out last year. Boy, have I heard nobody talk about that. Exactly, because it's the exact same as all the others. And it's in a setting that's been done for a billion times as well. There was nothing to talk about. It's like, yeah, okay, it's got a social area and it has loot boxes. And okay, and great. The graphics are prettier than the last time we did this. Exactly. That's yeah. literally it. And other than that, it's the same game. Hmm. So nobody, it's not that nobody wants to talk about the new Call of Duty. There's just nothing to say. The game earned over $500 million within its first three days of release. In December 2017, it was confirmed that the game had generated over $1 billion in revenue, making it the highest grossing console game of the year in North America. I think it succeeded. I think it was boring. There was nothing to talk about, and people bought it in droves. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not arguing that they didn't. I bought it. I played it. Well, there you go. So (laughs) you know. You're speaking from experience. Like, Like I said, they're technically great. Like, or technically okay, maybe great's a bit of a stretch. People still want what they're offering. Yeah. It's pure, and because it's a multiplayer-focused game, right, and I think that's where the core demographic of Call of Duty is, is in the multiplayer. Yes. If you don't buy the most recent one, you don't have a player base to play with. Correct. If you're still trying to play Halo 2, your player base is dead. Uh, For the most part, yes. For I the mean, most there part, are yes. Not official dead. channels. Official Correct. channels. Not dead dead, but it's not what it used to be. I actually watched a video, I think it was yesterday, on a guy who modded Halo 2 with his private server to play more like Tribes. Ooh, that sounds Have, fancy. Do you know what Tribes is? I do know what Tribes is. Tribes is like old school, massive first person shooter stuff from like the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, where you everything's like low grab and low friction yep. and you just like... Yeah, but it was basically Halo and he created a custom map where it was just a bunch of like hills and a couple bases and you just slide down one hill up the next. It was great. looked like a <laughs> lot of fun. It does sound fun. Is that still around? Uh, Yeah, I think it was a new video. Hmm. Like I think it was a, like came out maybe a month ago. So the guy's still playing on like his custom server, but I wouldn't know where to get started with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so back to the point. I asked you to find me a game that got great reviews. Um, but was not did not sell well or did sell well? Well, my what point we was there are games out there that have great reviews and don't sell well. Okay. Um, and, I, and we were going to talk about that, and then you were like, Call of Duty, and we got super sidetracked. Yeah. Okay, so games that get great reviews but don't sell well are streamer games. Games that get picked up by streamers and people play a bunch of, like, on stream... So, Dead by Daylight is a kind of game like that. I think We Are Billions also counts. Okay. Both games that got reasonable reviews, but I don't know if they sold well. Dead by Daylight, I might be off because mm. it's, a, it's also a shit game. So, <laughs> Right. But I just need to look up sales numbers. 
I mean, I guess I'm just kind of working off of what I know. And what I know is I don't look at game reviews because I don't trust them. I go on word of mouth. And if right. if my Facebook and if Reddit and if my friends are all talking about a game and they're saying the same thing and saying that it sucks, then it sucks. And hmm. it doesn't matter what the marketing budget was and it doesn't matter who was on the team and it doesn't matter who that gamer critic gave it a huge, amazing score. If everybody I know says that it sucks, then it sucks. Right. And I just feel like that's true for a lot of people. Like No Man's Sky got a lot of pub, a lot of pub. People talking about it as the next big thing, like the news picked up stories about it too. And then it released and everybody said, this is balls and mm-hmm. it didn't sell. No, it still sold. They It sold a bunch, but people at that point were either in two camps, either it's not what they thought it was going to be and complete garbage, or it's not what they thought it was and was still going to be something that they enjoyed. They found, like, it wasn't what I thought I was getting, but it's still something I enjoy. But by random chance, it's something that I like. Hooray! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. universe. Because there are people who gave No Man's Sky good reviews. Yeah. Which it by no means deserves. No. No, it doesn't. No. I mean, the game is a giant pile of steaming lies. I've heard it described of backpack simulator. (laughs) (laughs) You're just constantly managing inventory space, which is not a lot. Mm. According to um, Steam Spy, it sold one to two million copies, right? Because they can't get entirely accurate data. But if they're saying it has at least a minimum of a million players, because they probably saw that at least at one point Steam recognized a million people were playing it, that's still a lot of copies sold. That's a lot. I mean, it's not a crazy success, but I don't think it's a failure either. But it's 60 bucks a pop. Yeah. Adds up. Yep. Hmm. So let that be a lesson to you. Work on the hype machine, and sometimes you can make a lot of money anyway, even if it's not bad. Do you know Do you know what my favorite No Man's Sky story is? No. It's when they were putting boxed editions in brick and mortar stores. The ESRB rating had to put give it a rating, right? Okay. And they were like, hey... We say uh, we see here on your box cover. It says it's got online interactions may vary. Um, there's no net code in your game. Are you sure this is an online game? <laughs> so they bought about a half a million stickers and just put stickers over that bot with a new rating code that just said uh, that took out the um, multiplayer stuff. Holy crap! That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Because that was what that's what the claim was. It was a giant MMORPG in space in a galaxy, mm-hmm. and you could yep. meet other people and run into them. And basically, they looked at it and were like, mm, "Where is this? Where is this underlying code that does this?" Wow. I mean, that explains the early reports of people being like, "Hey, yeah." I mean, that was the other thing was they before the game launched, the devs were like, "Oh yeah, it's a huge universe. You'll never find any other player." And then within like four hours of the launch, these guys are like, "Hey, we're both yeah. on the same planet, in the same location, and we can't see each other. What's going on?" And that's it. That's the answer. There wasn't actually any code for allowing that. Jeez, that's, <sighs> yeah, incredible. All right, so what Spider-Man can hope for is that enough people buy it because of the hype without knowing what it is, and enough people buy it because it turns out to be something that they enjoy, even though it's not what they thought it was. Okay, I think uh, Spider-Man has a much more tangible, like people, like the the gameplay, core gameplay loop, the combat is the Arkham system from Batman Arkham series, right? It's very similar to that. Correct. judging by what we've seen yep. i think people are much more familiar with knowing not what they're getting into as they go in rather than they did specifically with no man's sky because that was supposed mm. to be new and exciting correct and this is just basically we put the batman fighting engine into a spider-man game have fun yeah which it might be perfect yeah definitely <laughs> that, that could. might be great yeah i mean i guess even if the graphics are a little bit duller a little flatter than people expected and the gameplay is fantastic it's gonna sell yeah it, yeah. uh, it should by right I think it should, because I think it's going to be a good game. But, I mean, I can't guarantee it will be. Nope. Could absolutely suck. Could be like Superman for the N64. I'll take your word for it. Are you unfamiliar with Superman for the N64? Yes. Never understand N64. Amazing. All right. So, bottom line, there was a Superman game coming out for N64. People were like, ooh, that sounds promising. 3D environment, Superman flying around doing stuff. No. Mm -hmm. It is horrible. (laughs) <laughs> so 
the developers couldn't make the draw distance that far, so Superman is flying around in basically a very densely foggy city for most of the <laughs> time. He's flying around in Silent Hill. Yes. And the game starts off with, ho, 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 Superman, Lex Luthor has stolen your friends. Fly through these rings in order to save them. And it's like, what the, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, so you fly through rings. The controls are horrendously hard to hard to understand and hard to use effectively. You should, if you just search Superman 64 on the YouTube, you will find a lot of rants about it. I'm looking through images. Okay. At yeah. the moment. Yeah, it looks pretty dodgy. It's bad. If you watch a speed run of it, it's just like, this is this is the whole game. And it's none wow. of it is good. None of it is good. Anyway. I'll put that, I will put that on my to-do list. Watch a video about how much Superman 64 sucks. Good, good. Well, I'm glad we got the, uh, we got the uh, Spider-Man controversy figured out. Yeah. Problem mm -hmm. solved. Good job. Oh, us. actually, the one thing we didn't talk about was the de uh, developer's response to this, which is that they just said, we just moved the light, uh, the camera, or like the light source. <laughs> it's like we just changed where the light comes from. That's why things look different. And everybody was like, BS. We didn't reduce the amount of puddle size because that's graphically intensive and, you know, could slow down some systems. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean real-time reflections are hard? Come on. Come on. 2018. Surely four-year-old hardware can do this. Is it only four years old? Wasn't it 2012? Uh, was it? <laughs> I think so. 2013. So it's five-year hardware that was outdated when I got here. Correct. We'll split the difference <laughs> on that. Uh, <sighs> bad times. In other news, we had homework. Did we? Well, I gave you homework. You gave me homework after the show. Correct. So nobody knows about it. But it still counts. No. It doesn't count? I don't know if it counts as homework at that point. Like, if your teacher called you up on the weekend and been like, hey, I have homework for you to do, would you have done it? It wasn't the weekend. I called you on, like, Wednesday. Well. that That's my weekend. Fine. That is your weekend. <laughs> anyway, bottom line. I watched No Country for Old Men for the first time last week. And I said, hey. Hey, in protest, watched it as well. In protest? In protest for getting homework on the weekend. But you didn't complain when i gave you the assignment you just later you were like it turns out it's hard to get access to it look one of us had to pay additional money yeah and i watched movie. boondock saints for additional money so i think we're even on this uh, but that was worth it <laughs> i guess we'll get right into it then did you say no country for old men is a not worth it film no it's absolutely worth watching once and you've watched it once <laughs> yeah yeah but if i had my time back i probably wouldn't have watched it Hmm, interesting. Interesting argument. So why do you feel that way? The story is great, but once you know where it's going, I don't think there's any rewatchability, right? Hmm. I, I just don't think there is anything there. Okay, uh, I, mean, I have heard that argument before about twisty movies, where it's like once you know where the twists are, it's not as good of a film anymore. I mean, I don't even think this is a twisty movie. It's like, okay, the, the protagonist dies and the bad guy gets away. Spoilers. Right. Okay, that's kind of a twist, but that's more of a twist on the expectations of the viewer. It's not necessarily a twist in the story, if you get what but I mean. No, if it's a twist in storytelling, how is it not a twist in the story? Uh, Because it's twisting the story expectations, not the events within the story, right? Sure, but within the realm of Hollywood filmmaking, it absolutely subverts the story. Mm, I didn't think so, though. I think... The bad guy getting away is expected because he's literally in charge of everything at every moment. Even when he gets shot in the leg, there isn't a moment, like, there's no scene where he's not in control of the situation, it seems. It's like, yeah, I'm shot, but I'm, I'm just going to get this fixed. Well, sure, but we don't see the part where he frantically stumbles away from, <laughs> from the scene where he's getting shot at, right? He's just right. gone. We don't get the visual of that. Yeah. Right. So the movie does a very good job of showing us a, a bad guy who's in complete control every scene that he's in. Right. It feels like he's the one that should get away. He He's more determined. He's more prepared. Yeah. Why does he want the money? I mean, I mean it's a million dollars. So It's two, $2 million. It's $2 million in like 1981. So if, if this guy put his mind to it, he could rob a billion banks. Right. <laughs> Or chase down one random ranch hand. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's a good movie, but I'd, I, like, why would I rewatch it? Hmm. 
Because it's a good movie? Because there's good performances? Because maybe there are things that you missed the first time through? These are the reasons that I'm thinking about rewatching it. So my experience was, so that very first scene where Llewellyn goes back to where the dude's in the truck and he's dying and he's thirsty, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to do something stupid. going to try to bring this guy water and he gets caught because he did something stupid. Mm-hmm. And then he's running away and he's getting shot at and there's a dog and I'm like, all right, he's going to die. There is no getting out of this situation. And because previous films have done a pretty good job of establishing the fact that who you think is the protagonist isn't always the protagonist. So there was actually some real suspense there. There was some real like, holy smokes, this guy is going to die. And then he didn't. And it was, I don't know, it was a really good moment for me because there's actual suspense. Because if I felt like there's no way for him to die, then it would have been boring. But I really was worried about him that he was going to eat it right there. And then he didn't. Mm. And then the fact that he didn't kind of gave him an additional uh, sense of immunity. And when his wife is talking to Tommy Lee Jones and she's like, ah, he can take all comers. I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe he can. And he got built up to this like straight up soul hero of the Western, you know, Western U.S. cinema movement, he's going to take down all the bad guys by himself and ride off into the sunset. And then, no, he dies off screen to some dudes that we barely see hop into the back of a pickup truck and run away. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really good. It did a good job with subverting the expectations. That is my explanation for why I like that. Okay, I think I know the difference between our experiences. Okay. I already knew the ending to the movie. <laughs> Ah, all right. Even though you hadn't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah, I I'd heard people talk about it on a podcast a couple of years ago. Hmm. Uh, so I already knew that the protagonist was going to die, the bad guy was going to get away, right? Got it. So you... There was no suspense with the dog. Yep. thought it was a little stupid that he had to like dry out the gun in a hurry, because most guns will fire underwater. Mm-hmm. But Hollywood doesn't know how guns work, so... I, I mean, I think they're getting better about it. I also really like the Woody Har- Harrelson character. So he shows up. You don't really know who he is, just that he's like a professional hunter mm. of Javier Bardem. And he seems like he knows his stuff. He seems really confident. He's just going to go check out the scene, uh, the murder scene. And then all of a sudden, he's dead. It's just, you. Like, I mean, he's not dead dead, but death appears behind him in the stairs. And you're like, oh, well, that's it for him. Nice seeing you, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> even though it Thanks takes, for turning up. Yeah, even though it takes a minute, right? You're like, no, nah, he's out. There's no way he survives this confrontation. He's toast. Right. And it's just the random, like, you made a solid choice to go check out this scene and see what you can find out. And the dude doubled back. Who doubles back on their own murder scene? And you're toast. Hold on. That, that wasn't Woody Harrelson. Yeah, it was. Woody Harrelson was the guy who doubles back on his own. That's, that's at the end. That's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah. That's why he did it. You said the, Tom. You said Woody Harrelson doubled back. Yeah, the first time Woody Harrelson doubles back to the hotel to the scene where the shooting happened and Josh Brolin just barely got away. Llewellyn barely got away. And Bardem is there. So later Tommy Lee Jones hears about this and says, "Who's? what kind of crazy person goes back to the scene of their own shooting and then realizes that, hey, maybe he did it again. Maybe he went back to the motel where Josh Brolin died. And then he goes back to check it out. That's how I he got that missed, idea. I must have missed the part where Woody Harrelson double backed. Yeah, well, he didn't. Okay, he didn't double back. He went to that hotel for the first time to investigate right. the shootout. Whoa. But Bardem doubled back. He came back to the scene where he'd done the shooting. He basically staked it out to see if anybody would come check out the scene by themselves. And somebody did. And he took advantage. Okay. You've got me confused now. <laughs> What part is confusing? The part where you said Woody Harrelson doubled back. Sorry, I fixed that. He didn't double back. He went to the hotel for the first time. Which hotel? There's like six in this movie. Please the be ho- The hotel that Llewellyn was staying at. And then he goes, there's no way. There's no way that I, that I got tracked without something else going on. And he finds the tracker in the briefcase. And then Bardem comes up to the door and they shoot each other. And he gets out and there's a shootout on the street. And then he he escapes. Yeah, where he like fly. Okay, so he he finds the tracker and then he escapes out the window after like shooting at the guy through the door. Yes, that's and then the he one. Fly flags down a car. Woody Harrelson isn't even in that scene. No, that's why you got me he's confused. Not. Later, he goes to the hotel after the shooting, like the next day, because it's the last known sighting of Bardem's character. Yeah, I must have missed that entire scene. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I blacked out for it. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. So what, how do you remember Woody Harrelson dying? Uh, he's in... Okay, so after... Once uh, Josh Brolin's character gets to Mexico and is in the hospital, Woody Harrelson is there and he's like, I'm in the hotel across the way. And then when he's in his hotel, the other guy, whose name I can't remember, the bad guy. Yeah, Anton. Anton, yeah. He comes up the stairs behind him and goes, let's go to your hotel room. And then he shoots him there. I'm reading now, and you're right. I totally misinterpreted that. So he's just randomly at his hotel. And yeah. Anton has him, somehow, Anton has him chased down. Yes. That doesn't make as much sense as my version. <laughs> uh-huh. My, my version is that Woody Harrelson went to go check out the scene. The last known location. Yeah. And Anton was just waiting for him there. Mm. Because then that goes back to the Tommy Lee Jones thing, where he's like, who doubles back on their own crime scene. Right. I can't find anything that talks about this. Because, yeah, you're right then. Like, why did Tommy Lee Jones go back to the motel? I mean, the other sheriff told him about him going back to, like, how the guy went back to his own hotel uh, crime scene. How Anton went back. He's like, who the hell does that? How do you defend against it and all that? And then Tommy Lee Jones goes back. But that's the point. That's what I'm trying to remember. Which crime scene? Because the guy leaves a lot of crime scenes. Yeah, he does a lot of crime. Much maybe crime. he's talk- maybe he's like talking about the very first one, uh, like the shootout with the drugs and the money. It's like, why did he go back there with two more guys and then kill them there as well? Oh, maybe, maybe that was it. Yeah. I still like my version better. Well, complain to the director. I'll complain to the Coen brothers. I'm sure they'll listen. They'll make a director's cut that fixes it. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. <laughs> anyway, there's just a lot of good scenes. A lot of good scenes in the movie. Uh, sure. I mean... Like the scene where he's hiding the money in the air vent, and I think it's he thinks it's safe in there, but then it's totally not, and he has to be on the other side of the air vent, and he's dragging it out, and then Anton's there, and it's just intense. And Anton, like the, <laughs> it's <what>? intense. <laughs> he's like, I want to buy some tent poles. Sir, do you have the tent? <laughs> Sorry, that that was an actually funny scene. That was that was very good. Yeah, that was good. And when he goes back into the clothing store with just the boots, the, boot, the boots are fine. I just need everything else. He's like, you get many people come in here without any clothes on? And the guy's like, nope. Okay, so I have a question. Hmm. When he's getting into Mexico, he throws the uh, briefcase, the satchel full of money. Yeah. Does he go back for that? Because I didn't see that. Does he ever go and pick that up? I, it didn't show him going back, no. So there's just two million lying somewhere in a bush? Uh. Because at the end of the movie, yeah. Anton does not have it. Well, not that we see. Well, he gets into a car wreck and just walks off. True. If he had a briefcase nope. of money in there, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Woody Harrelson is walking across the border, and he kind of glances over, and he sees a briefcase. He doesn't. I don't think he knows what it is, but he sees it. And I bet if he'd lived, he would have checked it out. Probably. But he's dead. So, I don't know. I don't, do you think that Anton is too stupid to figure that out? That he just but, threw, like ditched the money? Well, how about this? Isn't the death of the wife's mother like two months later? Isn't there a... I, I don't remember seeing the wife's mother dying. Either. No, no, no. That's that last... When he kills her, she's back uh, from her mother's funeral. Yeah. That's the death of the wife, not the wife's mother. I didn't see the mother dying. Last I saw the wife's mother, she was like, Oh, you don't see Mexicans wearing suits. Yeah, that's the last you see her. Yeah, yeah, you don't see her die, from what I remember. Okay, so it's the Wikipedia says, Weeks later, Carla Jean, Josh Brolin's wife, returns from her mother's funeral to find Anton waiting in her bedroom. Weeks later. So, yeah, I, he very easily could have figured out where the money was, put it somewhere else, and then come back to kill Carla Jean as per his threat to Moss. How, how would he have very easily figured out that he just threw it over a fence? Not very easily, but there are only so many places Josh Brolin went, and he seems like he was being tracked for most of the time. And he knows he crossed the border and that he didn't have, right? Nobody searched his briefcase and found $2 million. <clears throat> so it's a decent place to look is along the border between Mexico and at this crossing. I think he got Maybe. it. Maybe. It's not clear. <sighs> yeah, it's ambiguous, mm-hmm. to be sure. And, yeah, okay, so Woody Harrelson definitely knows where it is. Yeah. Because he definitely slip stops and looks at it. He, he works it out. But yep. it doesn't mean Anton necessarily does. No. No, it doesn't. And he wouldn't have told Anton. Yeah. No. Well, he didn't. <laughs> we have to see that scene with her together. And um, he did not. Some of it. We just cut to it. We didn't see the whole time they were together. True. 
But he does try to bargain with him. If he already told him where it was, you don't then try to bargain. Then where's your bargaining chip? Yeah. Good point. So the car accident that Anton gets in at the end, I 100% knew that was going to be a car accident because they did the shots that you only get if there's going to be a car accident. <laughs> looking at a green light and then looking back. Yeah. Yep. There's no reason to take the time to show, hey, this light is green. And hey, we're sure spending a lot of time with Anton just driving in a car for no reason. Yeah, he's going to get smashed. TV yep. does it too. Like, I haven't really seen anybody nail this. If they want to do a car accident, they telegraph it so hard every time. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want a show where it's consistently shown characters are driving. So it's not weird that we just have a scene of driving and nothing ever happens. And then like episode 28, out of nowhere, a jump truck just goes, wham! That would be good. I'm sure there's something like that. Yeah. But also, who's driving that fast in that neighborhood? That was amazing. Because I no was idea. thinking, all right, so we're in, we're in residential small town Texas here. Like, mm -hmm. he's going to get hit, but it's not going to be like a violent collision because nobody's going that fast. No! Whoever hit him was hauling. They were cruising down that street, mm -hmm. which just seemed odd. That's all. I don't know. People speed in all kinds of places. I guess if you're going to run our light, then you're going to be going pretty fast. So, uh, originally, the Coen brothers wanted to cast Heath Ledger as Anton, but he turned it down because he had a new daughter and was very busy with that. Okay. So somehow they find Javier Bardem and he's not really a well-known actor or anything like that. And so when they contacted him, would you like to come in to read for this role? He's like, okay, but I don't speak English very well and I hate violence. And they're like, that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we're looking for here. And holy smokes, did it work? He is the creepiest. Like The times in the movie where he's kind of trying to smile and act like a regular human being are the scariest he gets. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see that. And the haircut that, like, the horrible haircut that he has was totally taken, like, from a magazine that they found. Like, an airport, mm. uh, airport lounge, old copy of a uh, magazine from, like, 1981. And some dude sitting in a bar has that haircut. And they're like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what really helps with, uh, picturing him as, like, a creepy, like, sociopath? Mm. Watch Skyfall right yes. behind this. Right, yes. right, right before this. And I think that really helps. Yeah, because I that's agree. All, all I could see is that character. Yep, hundred percent. He is the same-ish person. He's probably the most memorable part of Skyfall outside of the Home Alone aspect of that movie. Have Have we talked about this? No. The final third of the movie is Home Alone. They know that the robbers are coming, so they booby trap the house. Yeah. They have like I mean, paint can cans swinging from stairways and stuff. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I don't like Skyfall. Yeah. The problem with Skyfall is it was the start of the like the obvious, oh, hey, technology's changing the face of <laughs> intelligence agencies, right? And 007 is an old man, and he can't learn the new man's game. Yeah. Right. The problem is they completely forget predator drones exist. And it's like, oh, if the bad guys were as well as equipped and funded as they were, they could just hit that thing with a cruise missile from. But that's too easy. Bad guys like complexity. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a James Bond movie here. Let me yeah. tie you down and this laser will cut you in half in 30 minutes. And meanwhile, I'll tell you my whole plan because you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you really look at... Uh... Look at Javier Bardem's plan in Skyfall. It's like, okay, look, there is a lot of stuff. The worst, the worst thing though is probably how did he know a train was gonna come through that wall at that very second? You see, like they're talking to each other across the room for a good minute or so, and then suddenly train. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like yeah, you I had that I much confidence know. the trains were running exactly in the timetable that you thought they were going to in England. Yeah, I do think it's funny that uh, in both movies. It's all about a transponder. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's like, latest from QTech, radio. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yep. Did I tell you about a new anime I watched called Robotics Notes? Yes, you did. We talked about that last time, I think. Or in Stardew, maybe. I think it might have been Star. No, it might have been while we were playing WoW. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. There's a yeah. lot of options. Mm-hmm. Well, I finished it now, and it does the uh, like hyper-complex mystery element pretty well, I think. That is hard to pull off. It's so easy to just make your audience go, well, that was stupid. <laughs> there, there are little bits that are like, well, that's stupid. And they definitely kind of like, I don't want to use the words deus exit, 
because I'm not I don't I, I'm not comfortable putting that kind of a you know just the hand wavium sort of aspect over it but the final battle does kind of come down to look if you can point your camera at him we can kill him <laughs> all right because we have these developers who wrote some special code that'll erase him from the internet or something it's weird yeah once you start talking about erasing from the internet it's gonna be a bad time well okay they don't know it's not the internet i'm simplifying oh it's like a custom network sort of thing okay that's easier because as barbara streisand learned you cannot erase things from the internet <laughs> nope nope just if there's something embarrassing out there let it go it'll die but if you try to fight it it will never die yeah 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 lesson from the falcon paladin hour who else god it's was it beyonce i think yep. that I, that's one yeah just, see just, that's just the problem with trying to take down photos is it's now all people can think about yep i would have never remembered that photo except for the fact i would never have known it existed except <laughs> for the fact that they tried to remove it from the internet it's amazing yeah <laughs> All right, well enough. No country for old men. I did kind of feel like the last bit of the movie, where suddenly it's an art movie, was very jarring. It's very violent, and there's fights all over the place, and there's intrigue, and there's chases, and then suddenly it's like, and here's a retired Tommy Lee Jones, who doesn't know what to do with his life and has dreams about his father. The end. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> it was very abrupt. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a whole bunch of articles about what do the dreams mean. It's like, I don't care. I don't... When people tell me about their dreams, I don't listen. Dreams are nuts. <laughs> it's just your brain wait, randomly wait. firing at stuff. You mean nightly hallucinations don't have any meaning? No, they don't. I mean, in this case... No, dreams must be important to reality. Why else would we have them? Ugh. I'm not even going to answer that. <laughs> anyway, it was a stupid way to end the film. Uh, I mean, thematically, it kind of makes sense. Because like you said, the bad guy gets away. Tommy Lee Jones is an old man who doesn't know what happened, right? Mm. Doesn't catch Anton. Never sees him again, probably. And has to live with that mystery for the rest of his life, which sucks. Yeah. And it's also him kind of struggling with, did I make an impact as a cop? Because he, like he's talking to the guy in the wheelchair, and he's like, the problems you got aren't new. It's like things have always been bad. They just seem worse now because you're older and you've been mm. through it. That is a really good scene. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> How old's this coffee? Well, I try to put a pot on every week or so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't care about dreams. So, I mean, there's got to be some guilt there too, right? Because Carla Jean called him and was like, hey, we need your help. I'm going to take you up on this offer. And then both Llewellyn and her are dead. It's like, well, crap. Is she dead? To protect and serve. When he leaves the house, he checks the bottoms of his shoes. Why would you do that? Unless you'd just Stepped killed somebody. <laughs> Unless you'd killed someone and there was blood on that floor. I mean, maybe. It's You don't know if she's dead. Oh my gosh. She... I'm not going to tell me this. with a, Tell me with 100% certainty you know she is deceased. She's dead. No. Okay. No. No. She didn't call the coin. You never know. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't make the call. She refused to. She said that it was all in Anton's hands, and she was right. So he let her go. Because she refused the coin toss? Well, here's the thing. If <laughs> he'd killed her, he's going to be like, you know, in 30 years, in Tommy Lee Jones' position, being like, was she right? Like, he'll never get closure on that, unless she's alive to talk to a young lady. Yeah, I think she's dead. <laughs> she's probably dead, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and also, I the cattle gun murder weapon is incredible. Mm, yeah, I mean... Just as far as you're like, who who had this idea? Who was like, we have the personification of death, and the way he kills a lot of people is cattle gun. They're basically, yeah. he's executing them like cattle. Well, that's that's kind of how he sees them. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's thematically appropriate, exactly. Yes. The thing I don't like about it is when they have that scene where the sheriff and the deputy are in like the diner, and he's like... You got those coroner reports? And he's like, what kind of bullet was it? And he's like, what no bullet? What do you mean, what no bullet? That's like, but but there'd be a metal rod. Tell him about the rod. Yeah. Or did he actually fish out the oh. rod with a knife? There's not a rod. The rod punches in and pulls out. Does it? Yeah, that's how it works. Because I looked this up. It's a uh, cattle... They have a name for it, but part of the name is pistol. So it sounds like it shoots out. I, gotta look I don't this up again. think you have to replace the bolt. Yeah. 
It is hmm. held in place by the means of rubber washers. After striking the forehead of the animal, spring tension causes the bolt to recoil back into the barrel. No, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, totally. Okay, because they're like, "What was in his head? Nothing. Is there an exit wound? No." It's like, "Well, all right then." Right. I, I thought it shot a bolt into it. For it some does, reason. and then it pulls back. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystery solved. I'm glad we had this talk. All right. Well, quick Starcraft notes. I have been laddering a little bit. You've noticed some of the casts on the uh, channel recently, which has been a lot of fun. And also there was a clan war between the Falcon Paladin clan and clan FXB, which is run, well, maybe not run by Duddles, but Duddles is involved in it in some way. Who Duddles? Yeah, that's the question. Bottom line, I will be casting that, and it's going to post on Sunday, the clan war. So assuming this gets out on the regularly scheduled Saturday time US, you should have some time to uh, get advance warning of that. I've been told it's amazing. I didn't participate and I didn't watch. Uh, but I've been told by more than one person that it's an amazing, amazing clan war and crazy stuff happens. And so I'm excited to cast it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who won? I don't know. They won't tell me that either. Oh, okay. The answer was maybe Falcon Paladin clan. Maybe FXB. Mm, thank okay, guys. good to know. Good to know. Maybe you don't cast it. <laughs> but, but I trust my peoples. They said it's amazing. Mm, I trust them. Okay. Okay. All right. And to wrap it up, we have the American Football Minute. Yay! Wade's, Wade's been waiting for this. He's been just missing it so much. <laughs> Silence is consent. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, okay, if uh, <laughs> you want to give me that audio file. I sure do. I've said it before. Start the timer. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Ah, college football's back, and I'm so happy. Local team Utah State goes to Michigan State, the 11th-ranked team in the country. Barely falls to them, 38-31. to That was a great start to the season as far as I'm concerned. Stanford beat up all over San Diego State. Some of their close games involved Maryland beating Texas, 23rd-ranked Texas. That was a major victory for Maryland. And then Appalachian State, FCS team, lower league team, comes in. Almost knocks off 10th ranked Penn State in an overtime game, losing 38 to 45. I really wish they'd have gotten that win. I love seeing the underdogs make stuff happen. But for me, the big deal was that Brigham Young University, the team that I root for, the school that I have attended, uh, went down to Arizona. Not an amazing Pac 12 team, but a middle of the road P5 team, nevertheless, and beat them on their own field by five points i did not expect that i fully expected byu to look lost on both sides of the ball somehow their defense was decent and their offense was good enough to win very excited after a four and nine season last year for my cougars to see them actually succeed on the road to start the season and i'm just happy football is back Uh, okay (sighs) got that out of the system all right anything else you want to talk about this week no no all football's, right fo- football's bored me football has ruined your will to podcast yeah kind of <laughs> kind of that happens <laughs> all right cool well that's gonna be it from us another edition of the falcon paladin hour thank you for listening thanks for enjoying us on your commute or where the heck you listen and until next time as always thanks for being here and you take care of yourself <laughs>